What Not the Podcast, Lent Up Early Edition. Up early for men's Bible study this morning, but didn't get a podcast recorded, so a little bit later. Saturday, March 19th, the year of our Lord, 2022. Here's a little meditation on, on what Jesus wants to make with baptism and the Lord's Supper. Disciples. It's a surprise. And then a question about how can the Lutheran Church be evangelistic if we practice closed communion? From a guy with a great name. Fantastic question. Thanks so much for that. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Here's a devotion. In Matthew 28, Jesus says to his disciples uh, who had come up to meet him on the hill in Galilee, they fell down, they worshiped him, some doubted. It's amazing to notice how Matthew begins and ends with the worship of Jesus, the wise men first and the disciples at the end, and, and to have that clarity as Christians, we worship Jesus. And then he says, Go, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey all that I've commanded you. And look, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. The the word that really struck me as curious, thinking about it today for our men's morning Bible study, is this word disciple, make disciples. It's disciplize or disciplificate. We don't have an English word. To, to, it's, the, it's the noun. It's a verbal form, though, so we have to add make disciples. But this, this is what Jesus wants. With, with his all authority, which is astonishingly used in baptism and in teaching, that authority is used to make us disciples. I would expect Jesus to say, make children of the kingdom, or make children of light, or make um, sheep for my flock, or make Christians, even though the word isn't invented yet, or something like that. But Jesus says, don't make disciples, those who follow me to learn what I'm saying. It's a good Christian um, discipline. It's, it's a good discipline for our mind to remember that this is who we are. We are disciples of Jesus. We are enrolled in his school. We are following him, our teacher, who teaches us not only the things that are right, but also the things that lead to life and life eternal. So we rejoice that we are his disciples by baptism and by teaching, by the water and by the word. We belong to Jesus. God be praised. Dear disciples of Jesus, God be praised. Brian, cool name, has a question about inviting people to church. He says, uh, we are not LCMS, but we use a lot of material from Concordia. Maybe that's Concordia Publishing House. Their Bible studies and other curriculums are top flight. One thing that puzzles me is that in the literature I get from Concordia publishers, there are all kinds of invite your friends to church types of material available. But it seems to me that non-Lutherans would not be able to participate fully in the services. I mean, especially uh, communion. What do visitors get when they come to a Lutheran church? Brian, thank you. Really wonderful question. The Christian church is the evangelistic church, the church that desires for all people to come and rejoice in the gifts of Jesus. And so the church is always an inviting church, the church of Jesus. It's a welcoming church. The church should be a place where sinners, really the place, where sinners find hope in Jesus. 
There's a beautiful line in the large catechism by Martin Luther who says that the church exists, instituted by Jesus, the church exists so that we there daily receive from the Lord the uninterrupted forgiveness of all of our sins. So this is why the Lord has put his church on the earth, so that the light of his mercy and his kindness and his love would shine through uh, in all that the church does. Now, it's true that one of the main reasons the church gathers uh, is to have the body and blood of Jesus in the Lord's Supper. As Jesus commanded, do this often. He, He didn't say how often, but often. So we're doing it a lot, having the body and blood. And that Jesus also gives warning about the body and the blood, that it is a public testimony. So for example, Paul says that when you take this cup and when you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. So that coming to the Lord's Supper is an act of public testimony. Uh, In fact, in a way, what the Evangelical and Baptist Church say about baptism, that it is a public testimony of your faith, is not true of baptism, but it is true of the Supper. So coming forward is making a public declaration. It's being united to the altar. And the Lord also gives us warning about coming to the Lord's Supper, again to the Corinthians, that some were not discerning the body and the blood, and therefore they were getting sick and being judged, and some even dying. And so uh, the, the Lutheran Church is careful to practice a guarded uh, rail, a guarded table, uh, recognizing that there's some training to be able to discern the body and the blood before coming to the Lord's Supper. Now, what's enough to come to the Lord's Supper? The Lutheran father said, it's enough to agree on the gospel rightly preached and the sacraments rightly administered. So it's not like we have to check off a list of 752 things that we agree on, but we do have to agree on those things, the gospel rightly preached. What is the gospel? What does it do? What does it say of Jesus, of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? Where does it come from in the scriptures? And what are the sacraments? What What is the Lord giving and doing in baptism and in the Lord's Supper? And are we repentant? Are we forsaking our own sinfulness and recognizing our desperate need for the Lord's mercy and coming uh, to the supper for these things? So there's some training that comes before coming to the Lord's Supper. But when a non-Lutheran comes to uh, the service, I hope they receive uh, all the gifts that the Lord has to give, the absolution, the forgiveness of sins, the wisdom and comfort that comes from the scripture, and that there's a they're stepping towards the receiving of the Lord's body and blood. It's a, uh, how I try to do this, because one of the dangers, and I remember this too, because I'll just, I mean, I don't want to pretend like this is easy because the doctrine or the practice of closed communion was really the most difficult thing for us to understand about the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. It didn't make sense to Carrie and I when we were coming from the evangelical background, probably because we understood faith to be a personal thing, not a public thing. And we didn't understand unity of doctrine or public confession. And so it was very, very difficult. So I don't want to pretend like this is an easy sort of thing. But when we we have guests come to church, we don't want to say, no, no, you can't commune. It's well, not yet. There's a couple of things. We want you to commune more than anything else. It's the thing that we're praying for and hoping for and longing for, that you would join us at the at the rail, at the table, eating and drinking the Lord's body and blood. That's, that's the thing that we want the most. We just recognize that there's some things that come first. So the way I try to announce it at church is that we, like Jesus, desire that all people would come to take his body and blood. That's our 
heartfelt, sincere, truest desire of all. But we do believe that unity of doctrine and teaching comes before unity and communion. So there's a couple of things first, um, that the, a few things that need to happen before we get there. So just like a, a man might desire to preach and teach, but he's got to go to seminary and be ordained first, or uh, a policeman might desire to go and pull people over, but he's got to go through the training classes and be installed and given his badge first. So the Christian desires to come to the Lord's Supper. God be praised for that desire, but there's some training and some uh, public acknowledgments that need to happen first. And so we want to do that first in the right order and then rejoice together in the supper. So Brian, I hope this helps clarify things for you. Really wonderful question. Uh, thank you. And I, I hope that you'll come and visit uh, Missouri Synod Church uh, soon and rejoice in all the gifts the Lord has there as well. Thanks for being part of Lent Up Early, the podcast. Hopefully it's helpful for you. If you've got questions, you can leave a voicemail. Remember that? You can also send them to me, wolfmuller.co slash contact. That's where all the questions go. I really appreciate all these really uh, fantastic questions. There's a lot of the- theology on the website there, same website, and sign up for the Wednesday or Friday, whatnot, the free, equal. Uh, what is it called, a newsletter? I think I mentioned this yesterday, but we got that interview with Dr. Schultz done, and you should find that in the podcast feed as well. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I think that's all. hope you have a wonderful weekend. Don't forget to go to your pastor's Bible study this Sunday. If you don't have a pastor or a congregation, there's a place on the website, wolfmia.co, find a church. If you send that, there's a team of volunteers here at St. Paul in Austin who will search the internet to help find a good church that's as close as possible to you and get you all that information. So if you need help finding a church and a pastor, let us know. Happy to be helpful for that. God's peace be with you.